CuntCast podcast is rated not safe for work. Urban Dictionary describes it as internet content generally inappropriate for the typical workplace, i.e. would not be acceptable in the presence of your boss and colleagues. All of these definitions apply. As a result, we will provide you with 15 seconds of pleasant, non-offensive music for you to advance to the next program, acquire headphones, or lock all available doors and windows for a proper sensual cunt cast experience. Please, be safe out there and enjoy the program. Good evening, fellow sexual subjects. You are listening to a broadcast of the Cuntcast podcast, a conversation with a classily characterized cunt, carefully crafted with cognizant courage to champion conscientious consummation. And I am that cunt, the Jailery, and I am joined, as always, with my favorite human, Mr. Aaron Rand Freeman. How are you doing? Uh, howdy. Um, we're here. We're yeah, we're back. It's been a while. All right, we're back live <laughs> during the end of the world. Yeah, I just figured like um, you got a podcast at a time of Corona. I mean, of, like love at the time of cholera. We we just podcast. I mean, to put it bluntly, motherfuckers are home. Yeah, everybody's home. Yeah. So let's do the thing. Everybody's home. Let's let's do it. I I, I have a stable home for the first time in. Ooh. several years so hey i mean it's not the home i thought it would be um it's my it's my parents home so that's a thing uh but i mean i guess to this episode we could uh, do a short like post-mortem on uh, my oh. vagina because i'm never using it again because i am an adult woman who lives with her parents um that doesn't stop anyone more importantly is that we've um we are now at the um in the social distancing phase of our um our our existence right now where we must stay away from each other um in the interest of slowing the spread of uh, coronavirus so i wonder how many people um are gonna find out after uh the apocalypse that they were just being ghosted it wasn't social distancing it's the worst way to figure out that you got to man <laughs> we're not doing we're not doing that don't worry about it we're fine we're not let people know how you let know people where you've been let everybody know where you've been before we go ahead and start putting the the uh, doubt into people's head i mean like you. the long story like starting from like being in a coma and dying a couple of times whatever or? whatever you are comfortable <laughs> with sharing with the audience because we're back so it's just a matter of um, so, um, what you're comfortable with leading with. I, I guess uh, I'll truncate the story. So I, I, I got like super sick, like super duper sick, y'all. And uh, I was really not trying to ask anybody for help. And I was doing pretty well independently. But my health was like steady declining. Uh, and then, unfortunately, my grandmother passed away and uh, went to her funeral. That was like a month ago. And uh, I sang. Uh, and I learned that if you go to a Caribbean wedding and sing Landslide, nobody will recognize the song. Uh, ter- terrible thing to recognize in the middle of singing that song. Best to be there. But my parents were like, oh you should just like drive up with us because I know you hate long flights. So you could just drive up from Florida to North Carolina with us. Then you could fly back to Jersey from North Carolina. 
which I should have known was a ploy mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's super expensive to fly out of North Carolina. But um, I was a dumb dumb. Also, I just wanted to hang out with my parents. I like them. They're cool. And uh, when I got there, they're like, guess what? You live here now. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, but what about my stuff? Like, we'll drive next weekend and get your stuff. But you live here now. Deal with it. And I was like, okay, my lease is up. (laughs) So that's 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 uh, that's my deal. It's uh, some getting used to it. Uh, My parents are. Very much not the parents you would imagine a person like me to have. You, you've met them. They're wholesome folk. You're a wholesome person. Um, not in the same way as my parents. <laughs> like, my parents are like, we pray before every meal. And I'm just sitting in the corner, like, really dark with my pop punk isn't dead shirt, thinking, like, you know, I know what it feels like when you sneeze during anal. Like, just very... We're, we're, we're warring factions. In fairness, you are a wholesome sex worker with a wholesome understanding of sex and how several things should be done, including anal sex. Yes. And Even sure. though, like, it's nobody's fault when you sneeze during, during anal. You really, there's nobody to blame. Actually, uh, the when it happened to me, it was a guy's fault because he did not dust. Um, That's fair. Yeah. Gotta give the place a once over if you're gonna have company. Give it a little little touch up. So a little dusting. (laughs) Uh also my parents like don't know what I do. I think my dad is uh getting a little wise to it. So um we were having Sunday breakfast and uh we were talking and he was just like, what do you do? And I was like, well, I work for a nonprofit. The truth, not a lie. And uh, then he was like, no, no, but like, what do you do exactly? So I was like, for the nonprofit? And I could tell that's not what he wanted to hear, but he begrudgingly took that answer. Uh, but I, like, now that I'm like replaying everything I've said, I realize that I like messed up because I was like, I only make like, $500 at this nonprofit. So in my dad's mind, he's like, but wasn't your rent $1,400 a month? So how for two years have you been paying this rent? And, uh, that well, you can just so- say, I mean, you can say you, you can say you've, um, uh, worked in all types of things as a freelance person um as a I mean, podcaster that is consultant that is true right I you're doing a lot you're, of freelance work i did freelance writing right i've give i've i've paid you with the money from patreon supporters you've made money podcasting you've made money freelance stuff you've made money writing you've made money marketing so you've actually made your money you're you are a, a, a queen of all trades you absolutely are so you have many right. answers you can give your dad if you he need also to make sure what exotica was oh well i have a question then does your family know that you are at least advocating for sex workers because like even on... they know okay okay cool because it's like on the surface like even if you're trying to um lay low um you do you are a professional advocate for sex workers that's what you do actually that's what you do primarily honestly yes. so at I no point they made the connection <laughs> of uh, why I advocate. Um, yes, that is a very parent thing to do. Yes, to be shocked. You've, yes. Yeah. So, not looking forward to that conversation. Like, I can't even imagine how severely my my butthole will be clenched. Well, that if it helps any, um, your your family might be um, so confrontation averse that eventually the conversation will just not happen. Because that is what I'm banking on. Right. So if <laughs> that's our bread and butter. <laughs> right. If you're having this conversation now, how long have you been a sex worker? For a decade now? Over? Oh no. I I probably started in like two thousand and three. All right, so it's a smooth seventeen years. 
Yeah. And then this question <laughs> is just coming up now. So you probably get another 17 years before this conversation concludes. So you should be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> but I feel like this is like some like base level sex work, uh, you know, adversity that I'm going through when like everybody else in the life is going through so much worse right now because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, and I I shouldn't be shocked, but it turns out that, yes, during an epidemic, people will find ways to be terrible to sex workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a brothel in Nevada that um, TMZ was reporting isn't shutting down that's terrible uh, and if you guys don't know a lot of the brothels in Nevada you have to live there so <laughs> that's like your housing as well uh, and almost all of them are staying open and as if you're a brothel worker Every customer you see, everything, you have to pay, like, house funds out of that. So, on one hand, they're basically saying, oh, we're staying open, so you have to work. And if you're not working, you're going to lose your housing. Mm, That's terrible. And um, even one of the more famous places, the Mustang Ranch, they're like, oh, well, we're staying open. We have like Clorox wipes and we're wiping down the doorknobs and stuff. And customers have to have their temperatures checked before entering. Here's the thing about that. Sue, so, you could still have the coronavirus um, or COVID-19 uh, and not have a fever. Most right people that's the that's why we're trying to keep everyone in the houses because no one's very few people are visibly sick yes so you're not going to have a temperature (laughs) right but you could very well give it to somebody else who also might not have any symptoms and then they come into contact with you know somebody older somebody um who's immunocompromised somebody who's you know on dialysis or somebody who is Mm -hmm. taking chemo and they're going to kill that person right and what I hope doesn't happen is somebody who's infected goes to a ranch or goes to a brothel and then they infect workers there and then suddenly it's like oh we're going to be typhoid marys mm-hmm. and we're gonna have face even more stigmatization because oh we were vectors of disease it's like greedy managers who won't close down and then let people live <laughs> in the time of pandemic they're the vectors of disease not the workers i so like i want to be shocked but also, like, Whole Foods, a huge conglomerate like Whole Foods isn't paying, like, their workers. They're saying you sh- if you have sick time and you have a coworker that's sick at Whole Foods, they want you to donate sick mm-hmm. time. Right. Which, the last time I worked for a corporation, it has been a while. It's more than a minute since I've worked in a corporation. But when they started sending out emails like, oh, well, you know, blah, blah, blah is fighting cancer. Um, we, we hope we're all a family. So let's all pitch in and donate a day of sick day to her. It's like you're a company. Just get, like, give her leave. Give her paid sick leave. Like it's your decision. Why are you telling me one of the hundreds of people that work for you? Right. Donate my paid sick days for this person instead of you just giving her money that you could just give her. There's nothing stopping you. Right. I just, like, how could this not radicalize all the people? (laughs) Right. 
I don't understand. Um, these are the type of decisions that um, get brought back up later on once we once this has passed. I'm also like my heart goes out to all the people that uh, all the in New Jersey, all of the casinos are closing, all the hotels are closing, um, bars are closing. So and there's a curfew, basically. So this is kind of not kind of this is devastating for sex workers in New Jersey. Uh, and and uh, for the most vulnerable at-risk sex workers in New Jersey. And I got into like a little twiddle, Twitter, Twitter scuffle because I said it is a total dick move to just tell all these sex workers, hey, you should just move online, do online sex work. <laughs> like that is just not the reality for many people because, okay, if you want to do cam, uh, let's say you want to go through Streammate. You need to have two forms of ID. Mm-hmm. They want you to have your driver's license or your non-driver's state ID, and they want a proof of address, so they want a utility bill. Uh, that that's sounds simple, but that sounds impossible if you're an undocumented sex worker who is, you know, couch surfing. That that's not feasible. And people say, oh, well, all you need is a cell phone. I was like, no, you need a very high-end cell phone. You need very good internet connection. Uh, You can't, like, not even talking about New Jersey, just nationwide. Some very poor worker who mainly works at truck stops in West Virginia and has a flip phone, no, she cannot just work online because there's no high speed internet in her like it blows my mind that people cannot like see past their little bubble like just moving from New Jersey to North Carolina for me I had fiber optic internet in New Jersey I never had to worry about my up down speeds or anything like that and then I moved to North Carolina where if I wanted the same upload speeds i would have to pay per gigabyte that would be thousands of dollars like not everybody has the same access to infrastructure as you do it's been a very frustrating i mean obviously i'm not saying sex workers are the only people who are frustrated right now that would be an even bigger dick move but we're hurting and I just want everybody who's listening to know that, like, somebody at least is acknowledging it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, ugh, I mean, it's already been a really rough go. Because um, last week uh, I had, I was having a time. Because uh, SWAP, which is a very large organization, that mobilizes for the rights of sex workers took money from friggin' Pornhub. Really? Yes. Sorry. They entered in a quote-unquote strategic partnership with Pornhub. Um, And all they got out of it was (laughs) $50,000. What was their goal, though? Pornhub, I think it was to get a couple of press release out and to sanitize their image. Swap? I don't know what they think they're getting out of it. Right, that's what I'm wondering. Uh, I think in like uh, 2018, in like December, they took $10,000 from Pornhub and everybody was like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, what's the allure? Because um, one thing I, I think, as a layperson, you do think that Pornhub sits on the side of kind of, um, I guess, a uh, lefty, kind of a more liberal thing. Because uh, Pornhub does throw in on a lot of uh, uh, causes that we would agree with. But I understand that they are not as um, uh, conscientious, as friendly to actual sex workers on their site in a way that I don't know if everybody knows. So if you could 
let people know because when the outside you think oh Pornhub's cool which is why we use Pornhub but if they're not that's some folks probably what Pornhub Pornhub basically turned independent sex workers into sharecroppers so you have you're making the content but then Pornhub has made it so you basically have to go through them to uh, make a profit from it and from those profits, Pornhub is skimming half uh, most of it from you. Because what Pornhub does is they ex- kind of try to have this huge listing of, of performers. So when somebody Googles a performer's name, it doesn't go to that performer's site. It doesn't go to that performer's, uh, you know, uh, social media or anything. It goes to Pornhub first. So now anybody who's stolen scenes that that performer's done or anybody who's uploaded content featuring that performer Pornhub it has more links to those than anything else unfortunately and now what they say that uh, performers can opt in to get money from what those stolen links generate Mm -hmm. instead of Pornhub taking the links down so then the performer becomes a top search for their own name. And it's very kind of insidious way of doing it. It's crippling uh, the industry. It's basically, uh, it's what Facebook did to online comedy. Oh. Yeah, that's what Pornhub did to porn, essentially. Huh. Okay. Well. So, yeah. That in. is why <laughs> I get very irritated when I see uh, Swap taking money from them and then saying, oh, well, we talked to them and they say that they are really considering um, changes that we are, we are going to suggest. They're open to hearing them. <laughs> So they promised you nothing. They threw <laughs> pennies at you, promised you nothing, and then you're doing all the work to rehabilitate their image for them. Like, how could you not see? Like, you fools. <laughs> Maybe they're struggling because every. I mean, we're all struggling. Uh, every nonprofit is struggling. Right, and I think sometimes I think maybe the allure of some semblance of even short-term security—fifty thousand dollars—still isn't shit. When you run a no, nonprofit, it's really not. I mean, I would love if New Jersey Run Umbrella Lines had, you know, another 50K because right now all I can think about is all these workers who are being affected by all the casinos, bars, and hotels closing. Right. And there's nothing we could do. <laughs> right. Because, okay, let's say if we had $50,000, uh, how are we going to distribute it? Like now, uh, you know, if people out of money we want to distribute um our safe sex kits and and Mm. give out condoms and stuff but all the places that we would usually give them out now they're closed down because there's curfewed or nobody could go there because we're not supposed to gather with more than 50 people right uh it it's very it's a like i hate repeating myself but it's a very frustrating time (laughs) For everybody um but you know swap took this money before the the outbreak of the epidemic like they were taking it very proudly with uh no dire instance uh nobody apparently had a gun to their head uh so i just i just don't know i don't know why um i wish i could have been uh, a fly on the wall when the board was discussing taking this money because I kind of feel like if you were a, a prison abolitionist and uh, one of the biggest private prison corporations came to you and said, hey, we're going to give you um, this sweaty wad of $50 bills if you um, shut your face and make us look good, you would tell them to go fuck off, right? Like, right? Like, am I? <laughs> it's not a stretch too far. <laughs> but apparently, nope. That's not what happened. But 
again, I was not in the room, so I don't know what exactly transpired. Um, we've made it very known that we'd like to see some transparency of what happened or what deals they made, what commitments Pornhub has made to the to the board of swap, but uh, I guess unluckily for everybody else, but luckily for swap, a pandemic hit. So it's kind of become old news that people really aren't talking about because uh, mass death. So uh, who knows? But <laughs> yeah, I feel like 2020 had so far, it was like, remember we were complaining about 2016? Um, yes. Like what fools we were. <laughs> um, I think what happens is we're not really um we're not acquainted with a worst case scenario. We always we always um think that except like, you know, like black folks, but most folks just think the worst case scenario is very far away when it is not. I always make the comment that um most Americans are living check to check, including those who make money, because then they just increase their cost of living. So that again, even someone who's making eight thousand a month is still um, living an eight thousand dollar a month lifestyle and only check to check, and it doesn't take long. But one thing I learned is that America in general is check to check. Our entire infrastructure of systems is all check to check. We are not. No part of America is prepared for any type of um, actual worst case scenario at all. Yeah. And that is what we're learning. I'm seeing it in, in real time with our fake reality show president who's just like, oh, it's a hoax. Oh, fuckers dying? Shit. Um, yeah, it's still not my responsibility, though. And then he <laughs> lied on Google. He said yeah, Google was making, Google's like, we're not doing that. We didn't tell you. No, man, we're doing something for the Bay Area, nigga. Where we at? What the fuck? America? You serious, my guy? Bay Area. So, and yeah. even then, it's like, is it not, isn't it just around the Google thing? It's not like the whole, no. it's not like half of California or anything. No. It's like, it's, it's not even like Oakland. It's, <laughs> it's very, it's, it's like, the, it's like around where Google is so they can test stuff out. So it's like, yeah, there's no, we're not, we're not testing people here in mass yet. That's just the end of this. That's just a full, no matter what the president says. We're not testing people full stop to the point where the World Health Organization is in a lot more talks with like our major corporations who really need us to get healthy so that they can continue taking our money. Yeah. So they're on the phone with like Adobe. They're on the phone with Disney. They're on the phone. Um, yeah, they're on the phone with. Yeah, they're on the phone with major our, our mega corporations that we are they are claiming to be people or pragmatically looking for looking out for our interests more than the president. So yeah, no, we can't. Yeah, no, it's it's he's not helping. What's really weird is the thought of like, um, like for me in my head, I'm like, oh, doesn't everybody realize that like this is it? Like this is the beginning of the end. Like we are in uh, the first ten minutes of a disaster movie. No, we're in the first ten. We, according to what I'm seeing, he we are in the middle of the disaster movie. Oh, I don't. We are. There are. my, have you seen the Jacksonville thing. beaches? There are so many places in America where people are not paying it any mind at all. That's one of the reasons yeah, why I we have to. like the first 10 minutes. You see people like, oh, we're not paying attention. We're still going to bars. We're going to the beach. We're going to lick toilet seats on TikTok for whatever reason. And that's like the first 10 minutes of the disaster movie. And then you have like your, your plucky protagonist that's like, I don't know, guys. I read something or did something that makes me quirky, which is why I'm the protagonist. And <laughs> I'm like, let's figure this out. And that, that's like the one person who's like, I'm not going to go to the beach and lick toilets on TikTok. And then maybe like in another 15 minutes, that's when uh, I think that's that part of the movie is like another 40 days from now. Like when we're going to see how many people have it and how many people are dead. Um, Italy. Italy is like the middle of the movie i think right italy is the middle of the movie um i believe how many people in america have four thousand as of this recording 
Yeah. It's uh, March 17th. This is being recorded, so it's 4,000 people. And we're not testing. We yeah. Hospitals test, but you cannot. There's no way to get, like, you can't line up and get tested as a popular. Um, so, yeah, I we have 4,000 people that we know of with huge swaths of the population saying, fuck it. While other swaths of the population have to stay home. So. Ah. Uh. I'm like I'm under quarantine right now. <laughs> I'm on I'm in the uh, Bay Area. They're forcing us to do this shelter at home, so just don't essentially they're trying to break up the drum circles and the yoga classes, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, um, but my parents did international travel. They came back like a week ago. We were in self quarantine then, and then that self quarantine became like actual quarantine. We're like, no, you got you got to set stay home. Um so I don't know what's gonna happen because I don't feel like by Saturday, things are going to get magically better. No, ma'am. We are, from the looks of it, um, some type of universal, universally available coronavirus test is ways away. Yeah, even if when we do have it, um, most people can't afford to get it. Well, that's a thing. <laughs> Apparently, our, we are wrestling over the idea of making it free for some reason, which would be inherent. Everyone should be able to go get one. So, yeah. or order one or something. You should all be There's, able to... I feel like there should be no way that single pair, like, just healthcare for all isn't just automatically done after this. Right. this just shows that our system is a friggin' failure. Right. And I see a lot of, like, yahoos on uh, the internet going, well, Italy has single pair and Korea has single pair and, and they had outbreaks. It's like, yeah, they got it before us but because they had single parent like korea is is going back to normal china where they had the biggest outbreak yeah like apparently it, all their cases are coming in from outside of china right oh yeah but their big hospital that they built in like three days to like house and isolate everybody that has it like they, they're not using it anymore because the people most people have recovered Right. So their healthcare system isn't being overburdened, and it's not back to normal. Definitely, um, you know, so many people are now just gone, but it's not the end of their society. I kind of feel like uh, this is going to be the end of how America was going about things. Hopefully, I think it's going to be the end and the beginning of something better and more stable instead of this is the end and it's the end. <laughs> right. I mean, Hopefully. we will. I mean, we will see the end of this. Um, It just the big problem is just the level of incompetence that's making something that we could navigate as a nation more difficult because we have a lack of leadership every single u.s state is on their own that's why the um that's why like our emotional leaders are like john oliver and the cdc that's really good have you seen the cdc's the cdc's youtube page is leading the emotional journey for people with coronavirus they have some really handy videos some very good debriefing some good informational videos they're all like under four minutes they're very handy and since and, and shareable there's really good yeah. warm like affirmations and shit coming from the cdc which is great we should not be in a time where the cdc is our fucking emotional leader <laughs> is, yeah it's not it's very good but it's also very bad <laughs> and that's why every I state is on a, have it but super bleak that it came to right it's really nice there's and they have a video about of people in italy or like they have like a compilation of people in italy telling us to not be like them like uh, it, italians all in quarantine they're all like please don't be like us don't do this don't do that we blew it yeah. off. Don't blow it off. And that's great. But between that and every state being on their own and all the mega corporations skipping the president and talking to the World Health Organization themselves. Which it's not good. I had a few like <laughs> we're in the prologue of an Octavia Spencer novel. Not Spencer. Right. Butler. Okay. Oh. Octavia Butler. Novel. I'm not gonna lie. It's true because if real talk, if Google gets all the data and Amazon sends all the coronavirus testing packages and there's like a free ticket to Black Panther 2 in it, then the corporations can be people all they fucking want. And that's good and bad. 
but it's the truth. <laughs> if <laughs> you know what I mean, like if they come through like that, then what are we supposed to do? We can't. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a situation where it's again good. I mean, thanks for the free Black Panther tickets and the coronavirus confirmation, but also really bad because we're now beholden to Disney, Amazon, and Google <laughs> for our safety. <laughs> so yeah disney in conjunction with the world health organization presents black panther <laughs> and then you see um, and you see and you're like oh shit it's disney and the world health organization let's go it's, it's not where, it's not where we should be <laughs> it's just not where we should be <laughs> uh, and what's kind of sobering i guess for me in all this is um People, people are kind of still talking about, oh, there's going to be Corona babies and how we're going to like every like, there's so many people that are focused on. Yes, we know it's going to get bad, but there's going to be like a, a light at the end of the tunnel. But I kind of just feel like, oh, so we're going to have an epidemic and we have a disgusting health infrastructure. And now you want to put a whole bunch of pregnant people in right. this? Right. <laughs> Like it, it's a joke, but that's not the light out of the end of the tunnel is not anything until we have we don't have any installed height like health con, uh, convention anymore because the things that the president disbanded everything. And then as yeah. a people, we have this ongoing campaign against convention where we're just because things work too long. We have real conversations about whether it's gay to wipe your ass or whether you should wash your hands when you come out of the bathroom whether it matters because your dick is dry or whether you should wash your hands or or whether you should apply some type of oil after you wash yourself you know what i mean i'm very shocked to learn that apparently guys don't wash their hands after they pee at the urinal um because people just shake their dicks off and then like walk out their day and then go about their day yes what there are there we are we have um generally a skewed convention for being too reliable we've taken it for granted um we don't understand that you just have your hands near urine you should wash your hands because we haven't had an outbreak like this in a long time the dude on twitter was literally like well urine's sterile isn't it it's like no is it like you're touching like <laughs> It's just it's just a well, sweaty thing. It's just your bits and don't touch any other service. Don't you understand? It's just your it's just your bits, man. Like it's like it's fine if that's what you and a person or you're doing, but like you should. You're peeing. You're like you're you're you're. you're it's waste management. You're peeing, and you're going to a urinal and you're peeing. So just wash yeah, your hands. We like, can... well, like I wash my hands after you know number two or whatever, but pee. You know, like right. Anytime you manage your own waste, anytime you manage waste in general, if you have a, a, a pan of old food and you throw it out, you go inside and wash your hands. If you're managing waste in any capacity, anyone's waste, anything's waste, you wash your hands. But again, this is convention. We are having we've been having this campaign against convention since like the rise of the anti-vaxxer thing. We've been, we have people who are arguing things at work because we've never seen the consequences of them not working. Though, I, those anti-vaxxer people have been mighty quiet. As oh, me. no, because they want the coronavirus vaccine, so they can't they can't talk out of both sides of their mouth, and so they're in a silent out of one hand. Because <laughs> so I, I always see, like, one or two the anti-vax people that... Because they're, like, usually the hotepy ones. Right. That they, if you eat all the fresh fruit, then you're going to be yeah. fine. Right, not waiting. Doctor said he cured cancer, even though nobody could point out a single person who got cured from mm-hmm. cancer. They are waiting for that coronavirus vaccine, boy. They're out there waiting for them. Pre-order that. Coronavirus vaccine is going to get pre-ordered more than the Xbox or the PlayStation exponentially. <laughs> so, uh, like, I literally didn't feel panic. Speaking of like corporations making us feel safe i didn't feel panicked until i tried to do an amazon fresh order because my mom had run out of wine and they were like no available deliveries yeah they gotta send people supplies yeah yeah, they gotta send people supplies man 
they're overloaded because also you understand that the warehouses have less people now. So those robos warehouses where they were running people into the ground, they've lost huge chunks of their people are yeah, like, like, oh, we need to hire a hundred thousand more people. And I'm like, oh no, this is how it started in the parable of the sower. <laughs> Cause they just needed more people. And then they're like, why don't you just live on our corporate compound working for Amazon? Right. And now you're a slave, you're coffee of Amazon. We own you now. Right. And then we have to start worshiping trees. <laughs> That's not what happened in that book. But uh, I just hope, like, because I feel like it's going to go two ways. Uh, we could um, uh, be blasted back to having a second Dark Age, which won't be as bad as the first Dark Age because, like, we have electricity. But, like, people are going to regress like they're going to be like uh, you know suddenly everything is a vice and you know, people get a little squirrely think like Spanish Inquisition right. uh, or or if I'm being hopeful we we get Pinko Kami leftist utopia where we're like well c- clearly capitalism <laughs> didn't work here <laughs> capitalism killed thousands of hundreds of thousands of people uh maybe not that again <laughs> just the thought and sex work gets decriminalized because you know gotta let off steam right i think well we're if we we're remembering things that we will remember this i think and if not there are enough of us that will remind other people we now have empirical data about some of the shit that a small percentage of us were talking about so now more people can talk about it and the conversation has more momentum. I just hope enough of us survive <laughs> to remember. Um, yeah. Just a scary thought. <laughs> we should be okay. Um, okay being relative as in enough of us will survive to remember not to do this again for a while. I would say this is one of those catastrophes that happen in the age of social media. So things are um, set in stone in a way that history books cannot wipe away. Yes, I am very. Um, as much as uh, I, I, I don't want to get too reliant on social media. I'm very relieved that we have it because I couldn't imagine it. Like, like. Remember before, like before MySpace and Black Planet, and all you had were like random zangas and live journals just telling you garbage? Right. If we had to go back to that, I could not make it through this. Right. I'm very happy that at least I have a Twitter feed full of like experts. Exactly. <laughs> That I could like read and they're like oh guess what don't drink bleach because it will not kill the coronavirus and I'm like I wasn't thinking about it but now I know oh yeah people no. were hitting up the cocaine and the bleach trying to get rid of it which I kind of feel like was some enterprising coke dealer just trying to get like that coronavirus sale <laughs> just said oh yeah also coke cures it mm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. try to get rid of most of his supply before all his like buyers die. Okay. This is um part of a slow rebooting, a slower rebooting cuz um a few weeks ago, I think about 2 weeks, 3 weeks ago, I put out um an episode of Unreasonable Fridays, which is supposed to be the re- restarting of the entire brand as um you know, people are starting to settle in. And then this happens. So we're just going to say that we're having a medium speed, variable, adjustable, dynamic reboot that is um, currently happening in and around the current um, situation. Because I can no longer say, oh, we're back because we don't know what will happen. But we will try to be as as long as there's still Internet. Right. Right. And do kind of cast absolutely but you know if it's like mad max and we're fighting over water right um, i've died by that point so there won't be no it's, it's fine that's no, not we're gonna do we're gonna do the thing that's gonna be that's gonna be my story is going across the country to find everybody 
So I gotta go up and get bacon, and then I gotta go down to get Erica, and then I gotta go across and get you. I just feel like don't waste your time. You'll be fine. I'm, I'm very, I, I'm sick often. Uh, I, I won't leave without my cats. And I'm going to panic because I can't find one of my cats because she's like hiding. I'll get the whole caravan killed. I'm a liability. <laughs> Just remember me how I was. I am. I firmly believe that what's going to happen is you're going to lose one of your cats. Like one of the um, like one of the one of the they're going to race the great end of days race war. One of the Aryan nation people will mercilessly kill your cat. One of your cats. Oh, and then you, and then you'll become yeah, and then all of a sudden you'll just you'll just go you'll just go you'll just go straight flatline, and then all of a sudden like the next scene is just you know you being a warlord over huge chunks of North Carolina, and then when I get there to save you, there's already like gate and already installed thing and like a little shrine to your cat that got lost and stuff, and you have like a tiger now for some reason, like to compensate you now have like a tiger. I think it'd be a puma. I think we got those. Oh, uh, like a mountain lion or something. Yeah, you'd have like a mountain lion or a puma. So I do not believe you are as useless as you say you would be in an end of day scenario. I was like, right with the cat. My, I thought I lost my cat like a week ago and uh, I drank two bottles of wine and a pack of beer and then went trying to look for her. Um, just tears streaming down, holding a chicken breast from KFC. <laughs> it's her no, it wasn't KFC, it was Popeye's. A Popeye's chicken breast. Right. Uh, screaming her name, which is Mao. So my new neighbors who have never met me, that's how they got to know me. Um, just a sobbing, large Negro woman uh, <laughs> screaming Mao. So they just think this woman is walking around making cat noises, holding a chicken, <laughs> just holding fried chicken. So I will be that person for at least two or three days. Then the murder. Name, and that's and that's fine. You Unless I, mean? I like see them kill the cat, then instant murder. Right. But then that just becomes your character. So it's like, I don't think, I think that we have that will be a part of your developing end of, like, it'll be the thing where we wind up, we wind up staying with you because even though we've been surviving and we're like, the jail is the sickest and we'll talk and, you know, there'll be like flashbacks of you being all soft and cuddly and warm and you have respiratory infections. And then we finally get there and it's like the man who killed your cat's head on a spike. And like his cousin's head all on spikes, and like oh, you yeah. keep one of his, you keep one of, right? And like his kid is like on a chain next to you, just next to you on the throne and stuff like that. And it's just like, oh, okay. And then the next season is us just living there and trying to navigate the ins and outs of how to live in North Carolina. Oh, it's it, probably like you're gonna be like my Alu card. We're like, oh, she's she's gone. We gotta get rid of her. And I'm Dracula. Definitely, definitely not. I would try to make this work because it's the end of days. I'm not, I'm not, a, like I said, ain't nothing wrong with Dracula. As I've always said, he said, you guys need to leave or I will kill all of you. And they he were like, a whole year. He was like, like you guys have a year. Generosity. To, yes. That, and the foresight that that takes. He, to be like, in a year, I'm going to kill every one the, of you. In the peak of rage, he lost, he loved his white lady to death. And they killed her. And he was like, you all have a year. Do you understand how nice Dracula is to be like, you all have a year to clear out? And everyone was doing the, they were doing the, you know, well, the white person thing. You're like, pish posh, pish posh, Satan. We're fine in the eyes of God. And then he was like, bet, it's been a year, y'all. And then he did the thing. So no. a party. Like how, how much do you have to feel yourself to be like, here's this spawn of Satan that you know. It's clear you spot of Satan because you burned his wife at the stake because she was getting raw dogged by Satan. And then you're like, oh, I know you said you're going to kill us in a year, but it's been a year and we're still alive. Okay, he had to get time to, to like come down to murder you. And then you just decided to congregate right. on the spot. On the spot, the cel life? celebrate murdering his wife. So yes, oh, I'm not. I didn't gonna, feel bad for those people. I maintain that I would stay in the jailer run, North Carolina, because I don't see the problem in what you did. They all he had to do to be alive, all we had to do to avoid this, is not have killed your cat. 
And since I'm never going to kill any of your cats, I'm fine. I'm yeah. not like it's one of those things. The thing that is going to get me killed, I'm just not going to do. You might kill the person instantly for a series of things that I'm not going to do. So run your you cook. You run your settlement the way you run your settlement. That's it. I'm not going to do it. It's fine. You have to get like mad artisans to make like little cat chain mail. That's right. That's right. It'd be a very ineffective army, but they'd be adorable. The conflict would be within my group because I wouldn't get the problem. I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't get the problem. I'd be I don't understand why we need to be fighting everyone if they have a reason for doing the thing, even if it doesn't matter. I get it. I mean, honestly, you should have killed my cat. If they should didn't want me to live to everything. Right. It's a very simple premise. You did this. I didn't do it, and I'm not gonna do the thing that makes this happen again. So I'm good. I'm gonna come. We're gonna podcast in the settlement. Yeah. We're gonna do fucking cut casts and do the same shit. So I'm with it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so uh, until uh, I become a gallivanting warlord, hopefully right. not, because I don't want to lose any of my precious little kitties. Uh, this has been the cut cast. Welcome back again, <laughs> and I'll see you next Tuesday. Enjoy what you heard? Become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash unfridays and follow the network at twitter.com slash unfridays. You know what makes racists really mad? Black people having a good time. And we really have a good time making these podcasts. So, if you donate then it's technically the same thing as funding the unhappiness of racists everywhere. Awesome, right? You know what to do.